Hello, my name is Spencer Stewart, and welcome to another episode of Advancing Talent. I'm really excited to introduce and have a conversation with this week's guests. Joining me this week is Jared Neepin, the VP of Talent or Head of Human Resources at Great Clips. Jared has had a very long and seasoned tenure in the human resources profession, working at companies such as Oracle, Best Buy, at Target, and now leading human resource, talent management, talent development, everything that that entails at Great Clips. Jared, it's so wonderful to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Fun to be here. So, Jared, let's just jump right into it. Um, Oracle, Target, Best Buy, now Great Clips. Tell us about your journey. Did you always envision yourself as a, an individual uh, leading talent development efforts at, at large corporations across the country? Uh, I certainly did not. I actually got my start uh, at Target in merchandising. So I thought for the first four years of my career that I was going to be a buyer. I was going to be putting product on shelves in Target stores across the country. And it was was it was a really cool position to be in, and and one day uh, somebody that I knew who was in recruiting asked me to come over and do some campus recruiting with the team. They said, "Come over, be in campus recruiting for a year. You'll go to campuses, you'll recruit for the job that you manage in the merchandising area of Target, um, and then you'll go back to merchandising and you'll continue your career uh, there in merchandising." So I said yes. It was a, a tough decision because I loved merchandising, but I said yes. And I went over uh, to campus recruiting and started recruiting on campus. And that was in 2004. So almost 20 years later, I'm still in HR. So I like to say that I forgot to go back to merchandising. And I just, I said, nope, this is where I want to be. Uh, fell in love with HR and I've been here ever since. So 20 years in HR, I suspect the field, like most fields, have changed pretty dramatically. Uh, perhaps on the surface, there probably are some things that will never change. But over your 20-year uh, uh, journey, uh, Jared, what, what has changed the most for you in your profession? And perhaps what has not changed? And maybe that's for the better. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I think you know, HR has changed and, and over time. And, you know, HR professionals, we have been flowing. We kind of migrate into so many things. Like I could probably pick any year and say, hey, what was changing uh, that year, whether it's pandemic or, you know, 15 years before that. Uh, but when I when I started in HR at uh, Target, I was in recruiting, so campus recruiting. And so at that time, we were just getting started with online applications and applicant tracking systems uh, and and things like that. So so the technology um, has, has very much changed. Uh, very much changed over time uh, and the way that we do things. When I got to Great Clips, I was really, uh, I, I came in as head of recruiting as so I was very invested in the latest techniques, the latest trends, all the new technology, all the new recruitment marketing uh, that was that was becoming very popular at that time. And, and now uh, in my position leading the team, I, I'm a little bit I'm not the expert anymore. My team is the expert. That's how quickly it changes. So they're the ones that stay on top of the latest trends, the latest technology. What really has not changed in human resources um, are the relationships. That's what 
that's what HR is all about. It's the relationships that we have with our job candidates. Uh, it's the relationship that we have with them when they become employees. It's it's our entire journey with those employees throughout their life cycle with the company, with the team. It's all about their employee experience and how personal it can be and, and should be. Um, and then even as they retire and leave the organization. So the relationship piece is is what we tell our hiring managers from day one. We can't just post a job, have them take an assessment and hire them. It has to be a personal relationship with each individual that's coming onto our company and staying with our company over time. So, um, so yeah. We've heard that before um, in that relationships are everything. They serve as the foundation for uh, you know much of what is changing, but those are foundational, fundamental. Those are the things that should not change. So great clips in preparation for our conversation. I did research and uh, I think quite recently, great clips was recognized as a top place to work, a top employer. I suspect that the great clips uh, model, um, it may be different than what you've experienced at Target or Oracle or some of the other uh, uh, previous uh, employers. Um, so can you talk a little bit about um, maybe the challenges or opportunities when it comes to um, you know, leading uh, uh, talent management uh, in all of its forms across a perhaps corporate and franchise model? Yes. Yeah, we are very uh, unique. I like to say we're unique, but there's probably other companies that are, that are out there just like us, but we are 100% franchised which means that we don't own any of the salons that operate in our business. So we, as a franchisor, have uh, 250 employees that do everything from the marketing, um, support for franchisees, finance, uh, those types of things. And then all of our salon owners who are independent business owners also have to manage all of those things for uh, for their business. So I actually have two teams um, as part of, of my area of the organization. I have HR for Great Clips Inc. So uh, that's us doing everything for our employees from start to finish, paying benefits, talent development, recruiting. And then I have another team that's actually franchise facing. And it's it's kind of like a consulting team that really helps our franchisees with their recruiting and onboarding and even how they retain uh, individuals in their company. But we're not we're not their HR. We we can't do it for them. And so it's it's different in that we have to be influencers in how we build a culture and how we build a, an employer brand across our entire system, which is all fifty states and uh, and four provinces in Canada, as well. So when you're working for a company that's not franchised, you're working for Target or Best Buy, and you're rolling out processes and you're rolling out ways that we recruit or ways that we onboard or ways that we build culture in a store, we can't do that um, in the franchise model. We can help them. We can consult with them. We can give them all the tools. We can give all the research, uh, resources. We can coach them, but we just can't do it for them. So you're influencing in a much different way. Um, but it's kind of fun because you're you're seeing these independent business owners take something um, something that they don't know necessarily how to do. Our, our salon owners could be doctors, chiropractors, lawyers, tech guys. I mean, these are individuals who wanted to start a business. And so it's really cool for us to be able to teach them and show them, 
here's how you can do this. Here's how you can be really successful at this. And here are all the tools and resources and programs that we have uh, for you. So it's a, it's a very unique model, but it's much more an influencer model than it is t- telling people how to do something or telling people how to execute a process, which I actually really enjoy because it's, it's, it's not about just telling and dictating uh, steps to get something done. I, I love that. I get the sense that uh, you very much are a consensus builder. As I think about your model, it's uh, a loose confederation of owner operators. And and you beat me to my next question, and that is right, how to establish a brand uh, when you have so many uh, stakeholders not all of whom are in a very tight, like hierarchical uh, framework. Um, and so in terms of, you know, uh, establishing a brand around uh, our people and our people being our, our strongest and best uh, assets, um, what, what does some of that work look like to you? I, it sounds like, you know, influence management, leading by uh, or by and, and through influences is a, a huge competency that you have, but maybe walk, um, maybe walk an individual through kind of the, the day in the life, uh, day in the week of, of how you have those conversations, how you collaborate together. Yeah. So, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned like how do you like build culture? How do you build brands? I want to talk about uh, talk about that a little bit too. And for us, it is all about the feedback. It's about the relationships that we have with our franchisees, the relationships they have with their employees, the relationship that we have with with our employees. And so the way that we do that, the way that we build that brand is first we have to understand what that is we have to understand how stylists experience working in salons how their salon managers experience working in salons how the franchisees experience working within the great club system so we have some very good processes in place to gather that feedback on an ongoing basis so uh so for instance we do qualitative so think of that as like an engagement survey where we're asking salon employees um, and salon managers, and, and it's completely optional for them to participate as independent business owners, but but they they tend to want to participate. And we ask them things like, what's most important to you um, in your job? How, and then how is Great Clips delivering that for you? So that we can get a sense for what's most important. And then and then are we meaning that for that employee? Because that's ultimately what's gonna what's gonna help them want to stay at Great Clips and then when you have those individuals and those needs are being met, then the culture just kind of forms itself. Uh, and, and it just, it, it really works for them. So that whole collaborative nature of being able to take that feedback and then work with our franchisees on making recommendations on how they might be able to improve different processes in their salons or, or different leadership styles or, or whatever the case is um, to, to make sure that those employees are getting what they, what they need out of it. From a corporate perspective, we use a little bit more of a formal engagement survey. Uh, so we are uh, so we're working with our employees on uh, more traditional uh, type things that tell us a little bit more about engagement. From you know, have you thought about leaving us and why? And what are those reasons? Then we can take that and we have another collaborative approach with what we call action champions. From every every team is is offering up action champions who are working on action items for not just their department, but then what 
what we can do across our entire organization. We're actually going through that process uh, right now. And it's really cool when you when you ask an employee, uh, what, what can we be better at or what would make it great? And then you ask them next, what are you willing to do to get it? Because then they come up with really cool ideas of how we as an organization can move the needle on something. And, and what's different about that is it's not just a leadership team getting some feedback and then trying to decide what to do to react to that. You're getting everyone involved in it. And when everybody is involved in it, uh, then they have they have a stake in it and they have buy-in in it and, um, and they're willing to participate in making change in order to make something better for their own work experience. And so... Uh, so as you talked about the the collaborate, what does that what does that really look like to us? That's how we approach work every day is a very collaborative approach. Um, within our leadership development, we use a model from Arbinger called Outward Mindset. And Outward Mindset, we've been doing this since 2020, so we're we're rounding uh, about three years of this now. And and what what we teach in that, and what we what we want to develop our leaders is how do you approach people? How do you approach problems? How do you approach um, issues? And really it's around making sure that you're seeing people as not as objects or uh, or a way for you to get something done, but that you're thinking of the collective whole and you're getting input and feedback and you're being really open and curious to what others have to say. Um, and so that is that is something that we teach and we're trying to make sure that our leaders have a really good have really good tools or resources to be able to do that uh, with their teams. Yeah, the outward mindset is an excellent framework, uh, especially those examples of what it means or what it looks like to have an inward mindset. I mean, it's really, really, really constructive. Um, so, what surprised me in some of my research is the scale of great clips. Uh, I'm not just saying this because you're on Jarrett, but uh, we have a great clips down the street and that's where I go. And in my research, I found that I am one of 2 million people every week. I think that's the number I came across to, uh, you know, have something done to them at great clips. Um, so roughly 30,000 stylists, maybe 700, uh, store salons across uh, across the country and and two million people a week do i have those numbers right yeah so yeah so we have four forty four hundred salons and they're owned by about seven just over 700 uh independent salon owners uh we do about 100 million haircuts a year and that actually makes us the largest salon brand in the world so there are there's no other brand that has more salons than we do and is that primarily in the U.S. or do you have international an international presence as well? Yeah, it's U.S. and Canada. So we're in all 50 states in Canada. We even have salons in Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, and we um, have salons today in four provinces. Amazing. Absolutely uh, amazing. So, Jared, I want to pivot uh, a little bit um, now having a better understanding of of your role at great clips and the the opportunities uh that you have uh that your owner operators have um i i would think that in your career uh, uh opportunities experiences have have prepared you for um uh 
kind of the mission objectives, what you're trying to accomplish at, at Great Clips. Uh, I suspect that you've had uh, great learnings, great experiences with your previous uh, employers. Um, can you think about, uh, I, I know mentoring, coaching is um, uh, kind of a, a buzzword right now. I think it's always been that way, but it really is getting the attention that I think it, it, it deserves. But can you think about your career and, and maybe individuals that you've worked with, mentors or coaches that you've had that really have made uh, a difference in your career? And um, you know, what were some of the things that um, they, they did uh, how are they uniquely positioned to really support you in, in your upward trajectory? I have been really fortunate to, to be able to work uh, for some really great people. Uh, almost every manager or boss that I've had throughout the years has have made a tremendous impact on my career in uh, in helping me develop. So the the majority of my mentors have been my uh, have been my direct managers, but then when I move on, they stay in my career as somebody that I can go back to uh, at, and use them as a resource, a sounding board, or whatever the the case may be. Now, and I mentioned I was I was tapped on the shoulder to leave merchandising and then go into HR, um, specifically campus recruiting. Uh, by the time I left Target uh, a number of years later, I did not apply for any of the positions that I went to. I was always tapped on the shoulder and asked to do something. And uh, and so those leaders just saw something um, that they thought I could do or they wanted to help me develop. And they said, hey, we, we think you should go do this or we think you could really be impactful here and do this. Um, and it took just saying yes um, and trusting that those individuals had my best interest in mind, had the best interest of the company in mind. So I moved from, I went into campus recruiting specifically in the merchandising area. Then I was asked to lead campus recruiting in all the other areas. So HR and finance and, uh, and those different areas. Then I was asked to build strategy and build uh, career sites and build metrics for recruiting. And then I was asked to stand up campus recruiting in our India operations, which was a completely <laughs> new world to me. Uh, and then I was asked to move into performance management and start uh, building that out. And so, uh, and so, it it really just took uh, those individuals like seeing something and, and recommending that they do it. And then from there, it's just keeping those individuals that you know will be honest with you and transparent with you those individuals who will maybe tell you what you don't want to hear sometimes. Um, if you're concerned about uh, something that's not working well for you or in, in your job or something that might be just really honest and say, hey, you're you're not doing this right or, or that. Um, so finding those people that you trust um, can be really important. And I've got a couple of those um, at previous organizations. Um, and then um, as you continue to progress or if I've continued to progress in my career, um, I've also then just found the peers outside of HR because when you're in HR and all your mentors and peers are, are, are in HR, you tend to have an HR centric view of, of everything that you're doing. So now I've got a couple of individuals, um, that I 
rely on for feedback and hey we rolled out this process in hr tell me what you think of it because i know how we think of it in hr we think it's the the next best thing but maybe it's not uh to others and they might give you some really transparent feedback so my legal person is one of my confidence my operations person is one of my confidence because she will just you know give me some really good process or operational type stuff uh, to think about so uh, so surrounding yourself with uh with both hr and then outside of hr those that will will give you a view from the outside looking in is really important and i've been really fortunate to have those mentors i i love that perspective it's one of the things we constantly hear from individuals like you and and others and that is job one is to learn the business figure that out and once you figure that out you really understand how you can be a great support and thought partnering champion for what these individuals, what these stakeholders, whether they're at the C-suite, mid-level, entry level, what they're trying to, uh, what they're trying to accomplish. And so um, in your work, uh, Jared, at at Great Clips, you know, to what extent uh, do you work with the kind of the, the owner operators, how often are you kind of seeking their feedback, understanding uh, what their uh, pain points are? Uh, what does that look like? Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite parts of my job uh, because how I do that is I actually travel to the market um, and I visit salons. So I like to go into a salon and actually talk to the stylists and ask them questions about their experience. What made you come to Great Clips? What keeps you at Great Clips? Uh, what could we be doing better at Great Clips? And that just gives you so much insight right from uh, right from the workers that are uh, that are right there in the moment and and are the bulk of our company because they're the ones that touch all of the customers. So without those stylists, without those customers, we won't even exist as as a company. So so that's my favorite thing to do. I actually just I just fly into a market and ask ask one of our salon operators if I can visit salons with them. And they usually take me uh, to their salons. And they usually ask, you know, take me to a salon with a really good culture, take me to a salon that has a struggling culture um, so that we can we can learn it. I typically go to dinner with them or, and, and debrief with the franchisee, things like that. Um, so that's my favorite thing to do. We also, uh, as a franchisor, we like to be a robust franchisor that is in it with our franchisees. So we have um, an advisory council that's made up of elected and appointed franchisees. Uh, and we meet with them four times a year to share things that we're working on to get feedback on. Uh, and we listen to that. We might show them, hey, this is our new recruitment marketing campaign. What are your thoughts? They might give us ideas on how to, how to tweak that. And that's not just for what I work on in my world. That's for everything. That's for all of our technologies, a lot of technology or our consumer marketing, um, et cetera. So that relationship is really cool. Um, and then we also have um, committees so uh, and subcommittees. So we have a committee of franchisees that help us with recruiting and retention. And then from there, we've got smaller committees that help us with school recruiting, cosmetology school recruiting, digital recruiting, uh, even retention to help us give feedback on programs. Uh, and that's where we can just ask, hey, what are we missing? What do you need? What what resource tools do you need? And then we can build it uh, type of thing. So uh, so that's 
So hopefully that answers the question. So it's kind of a, a multifaceted approach to to those relationships and getting feedback and working with them. The 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 COVID pandemic is just in our rear view mirror, um, and it certainly impacted industries differently, uh, more pronounced in some than others. Um, for you, what has been your biggest learning? from that experience this was a shared experience that uh, we as you know global citizens all experienced uh, at the same time but for you jared where you were at that time the experiences that you were going through you know what was it what was a big learning for you that is informing now your perspective on a going forward basis yeah so the pandemic was uh, was really rough on us because we, interestingly enough, getting a haircut is not an essential service. So we went from 4,400 salons to only 17 being open, uh, which meant as a franchisor, we went to essentially zero revenue overnight. So what I really learned and has been a really key part of how we operate today is in HR anyway, is how can we be really nimble? How can we take some really quick learnings um, and implement it, fail fast and make, and make corrections all along the way? Um, everything from how do we make adjustments to our team? Uh, we did have to uh, lay off a big chunk of our corporate staff um, but then we very quickly, as soon as salons opened, hired almost everybody back. Uh, so we had to be really nimble and we had to be really open to doing things differently. Um, and that, that, that kept going through how do we get our office back open um, all the way up to what we're doing now, uh, which is how do we bring people back now to our office a couple of days uh, a week. And we've taken, we've taken a very thoughtful and deliberate approach to that, but we also have to being nimble, respond to feedback, uh, be able to to kind of look at that um, at a, at a broader level to make sure that uh, that what we do is meaningful, valuable um, for our employees, and that they don't have uh, a, a really strong reaction that uh, that tells us, "Hey, maybe we didn't do it in the best way." I would love those learnings. I think. To one degree or another, we we've all experienced uh, that that same lesson. So, in, in closing, Jared, I think I have uh, my next haircut appointment on Fourth South in Salt Lake uh, in about two weeks. And as I walk in, I know I will think very differently uh, about Great Clips, thanks to you and everything that you have shared with me. I have learned a lot uh, during our time together. Um, fantastic organization with a wonderful culture. Uh, I think you're a big part of that. For our interested um, uh, students and to be graduates, uh, alumni, uh, where might they go to learn more about uh, opportunities that you may have at Great Clips? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can just go to jobs.greatclips.com. Uh, we have we have such a strong culture at Great Clips that we don't have a lot of openings. Uh, we, we have a, a pretty full 
team across our entire uh, company, which is great. Uh, but absolutely go there, learn more about us, um, or go to greatpips.com if you want to learn even more about our history and leadership and, and those different types of things, uh, which you can access from our um, from our career site. But there's uh, there's a there's a form there where you can just submit your name and, and stay connected with us, and and we'd love to stay connected with anyone who wants to be connected to us. Well, Jared, I can't thank you enough for spending a few minutes with us today. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your learnings, imparting your wisdom, and uh, uh, best of luck to you and uh, happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays to you. Thanks so much for having me. 